I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello everyone and welcome to Decoding Reality, a decoding TV podcast about reality television. I'm David Chen, and when I finish my dinner, I pile the leftovers onto another plate. <laughs> Joining me today is at Joy O'Napping. Joy, how's it going? Oh, it's great. I just turned on location services and am allowing you <laughs> to track my location to build trust in our marriage. I know. It's amazing. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, you can find more episodes of this show at decodingreality.tv. Find us on TikTok, tiktok.com slash at decodingreality. And email us at decodingtv at gmail.com. Boy, the reaction to our first episode joy has been thunderous i think is really what the word i'm looking for is um do you think there's a bar in america where they're not talking about the decoding reality coverage of love is blind season six episodes one through six um yes but it's like probably in a remote outpost in like alaska somewhere ennis alaska yeah in ennis alaska so uh yeah, uh, all, you know, people have responded in full force, <laughs> and we really appreciate all of the, you know, mountains of emails that we've received at decodingtv at gmail.com. Um, thanks to everyone who has tuned back in to our coverage of Love is Blind. Last week on the podcast, we covered Love is Blind season six, episodes one through six. Really weird release schedule this year, right? Uh, they dropped six episodes first, then they dropped an additional three. Then next week's drop is going to be two, right? Yeah. And then the final episode is going to air the week after that. And then I assume there'll be some reunion. At some I think point. that's a bad sign for the number of actual marriages that will occur. Or maybe good sign if you think people shouldn't actually probably get married who are on the show yeah. at present. Yeah. So anyway, uh, thanks to everyone who's, t- who's tuned in and written to us at decodingtv at gmail.com. One of our six listeners wrote into us at decodingtv at gmail.com. Uh, Papool wrote in. Yes, Joy, hello. do you want to you read Papool's email to us at decodingtv at gmail.com? Hello to Pappy in El Paso. Um, El Paso being not, unfortunately, too close to Dallas or Houston, but would love to know if you've ever run across any of the Texas folks. Um, I'm going to read part of um, their email. Uh, Papool writes in, I think it is morally reprehensible, bolded, 
morally like really Mm -hmm. morally reprehensible to cast a single parent on the show and i blame the producers for it no one should ever get engaged to someone before meeting and getting to know children of the people involved no one this is in direct conflict with the entire premise of the show which is to get engaged in the pods without seeing each other, let alone meeting anyone else related to people in the pods. For a show trying to right its wrongs, it still can't get out of its own way with things that are extremely problematic. And I think that end, is... End quote, yep. And th- that is a fair point. Th- and, that's what I was trying to communicate during last... I, I, I thought you and I would be completely in lockstep on this, but I was I, I was basically outraged at the, the whole idea that they would have a single parent on the show. And um, you seem to be much more open to the possibility of it. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I try. And, it, it, what it is, is I have such an aversion to absolutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, because yeah. Life, life is way more complicated yeah, yeah, yeah. than, you know, and specific situations might arise. But I think it's fair to say that the structure of the show cannot be like, oh, we fall in love when we get engaged, but it is actually conditional on a four week audition with a child that comes after that it's it's complete it feels like they didn't think through the implications of it at all which for for a regular show i might be like well maybe they did and i can trust these people but not i do not extend that credit to love is blind no they saw how conventionally attractive jessica is and they were like love her in there yeah um i think you did make a good point though about how um with something like the bachelor it's definitely way more okay because you like um Part, it's in the structure part, of the show, yeah, the 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 show is you're meeting the family before yeah. any final commitment has been made. And theoretically, that's true of this show as well. But you're getting engaged before you meet anyone in the show. So Also, often the families are so unhappy with the whole thing that some right. or all of them refuse to participate yeah. or even show up to the wedding, even after weeks have gone by. It's had they've had time to sink in that or to, to, to marinate in the idea that this is real. I do want to quickly address something else that Papool has asked, which is, Joy, when are you going to watch season one? And it is very much on my list. I actually probably will do it right after this season. I think the folks who love Lauren and Cameron. Yes. Season one produced basically one of the best couples on the show. I think there are plenty of other people who also love Brett and Tiffany, but I I, I understand that Lauren and Cameron are generally considered... um, the best couple and probably should just replace Nick and Vanessa. Like you and I involuntarily boo every time Nick and Vanessa come on Mm -hmm. for their like 11 seconds of being in Charlotte or being in Seattle. And um, anyway, this is fair, you know, Um, just because Brett and Tiffany are my favorite of the all but one seasons that I've watched. I haven't seen them all. Um, And, you know, I had, a, I had a lot of sickness this winter, so it's been on my list for a while, but it, I'm getting better, and therefore I have more room for this, including yeah. for this season. Uh, Joy has seen all the seasons except for season one of Love is Blind, so yes. uh, she, that's, a, that's a blind spot. She's got to patch up. So, Okay. Uh, well, now that we've gotten through all the emails we've received, let's talk about this next batch of episodes of Love is Blind. I love where we are with this show. Um <laughs> It is season six, but as yeah. we've talked about, some of these were filmed concurrently. So I think two and three were filmed at the same time. Four and five were filmed at the same time. I want to say maybe six, seven, eight are filmed at the same time. It's like a St. Petersburg and a DC are still coming. Mm-hmm. But now, since we're a few cycles in, the contestants 
are in a different show yeah. than they were yes. in season one or even seasons two and three. They are DMing each other. They are stalking each other. The yeah. cast members are hanging out independent of the show bringing them together. So we don't see all of their filmed yeah. fake quote unquote birthday parties or, you know, whatever it is. And um, this is absolutely encapsulated for me by the following fact. <laughs> uh-huh. Jimmy doesn't know what Jessica looks like until Jeremy messages him and says, have you seen Jess's Instagram? She looks like a Kardashian, which then leads Jimmy down a very regrettable set of behaviors of sending her a friend request, then deleting the friend request, then putting it on private. All that Instagram shenanigans that probably kind of happened off to the side of previous seasons of the show is now being brought into the edit. Mm -hmm. And that is what I want. I don't want to have to run two parallel tracks to like watch the show and then hear people's recreations of it through their own Instagram feeds. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are now in one timeline, one storyline. It's all been brought together and I love it. Uh, okay. Uh, to some degree. I mean, to, to some degree, it feels like the show's trying to catch up with everything that's happening because there's a bunch of stuff that happens off screen. Exactly. In these episodes. Um, and that it didn't feel quite that acute in previous seasons. Uh, it felt like we were privy to more of the important things that happened uh you're, so, you're saying in other seasons we were privy to more yeah i think so how so well i just first of all a as you've indicated that it just wouldn't have happened like um the contestants it didn't feel like they had this much interaction as they do now see in previous I, seasons. I feel like in prior seasons maybe they would have suppressed it out of the edit and mm -hmm, then at the reunion mm -hmm. or somebody would have done one of these like yeah. three page of notes um notes instagram yeah. Yeah, yeah things that's like actually in december 2021 mm -hmm. jimmy contacted me he put his profile yeah. to blah 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 you know like and i i don't want to deal with all that yeah. like you don't want to deal with all that extra research zap Ruder film before stuff. We, we join we come onto the decoding reality to drop our insights here i i wish to enjoy the actual like shenanigans that are occurring in real time of actual consenting adults, which, by the way, there there seem to be actual shenanigans. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so it sounds like you are a fan of how these episodes unfolded. Yes, don't make me watch. Uh, it, it, it's so exhausting. I have to watch like sixty TikToks and like you know follow everyone on Instagram. Give me one story. And Netflix, you have it in your best interest to milk this, you know, so people are watching Netflix. I'll, I'll I'll drop a few other insights uh, or uh, com meta comments about this batch of episodes. First of all, it felt like we spent forever at the Dominican Republic Resort this year. Lord have mercy. It just was like, I think we had two episodes there. And I, I, maybe we were there for two episodes in previous seasons, but it did not feel the quite The vacation as... always drags for me, yeah. to be honest, because a lot of the time the edit is focused on... What did you think when you saw me? Isn't it so great that we're in love? Like the, the conversations are not that interesting. Yeah. And now it's that plus a lot of food shots. <laughs> <laughs> to prove that they were not starving the contestants. Um, uh, so a as a batch of episodes, it's like it was an okay batch of episodes. I will say I think that the uh, there, there feels like a much stronger editorial voice in this season. Um, and I'll just give two examples. One is, uh, one of the episodes is entitled, She Lied to Me, which is Jimmy saying she lied to me about looking like Megan Fox. And that is a really intense thing to tell. That, that is like putting a spotlight on like a thing, a, a, a one minute thing that happens in that episode. Um, 
And it feels like the show's really like gunning for Jimmy to some degree, I, I think, um, in that regard. There's another episode that we watched called Silence uh, Speaks Volumes. And this is, the, I think it's episode six, where there's vast portions of the episode that are... I think are com- it's seven, because it was in this... Um- oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, seven. That are completely in silence, uh, where it's you're, you're watching... Um, Britain, it, one, Britain. one couple has a lot of silence edited in. Right, right. Uh, more than I think there was one other couple that had quite a bit of silence. But anyway, anyway, point being, yeah, and it's like, um, it it's, is specifically it, Kenneth being silent. Right, right, and it's to show like how awkward their interactions are, uh, and then of course we see the consequences of that in, in a later episode. So uh, it feels like the show is really, for good or ill. Like it feels like it has its. They, they have started to refine the storytelling a little bit yes. more this season. So and, yeah. it's part of a through line where he's disengaged. Mm-hmm. Listen, anybody can be going around on the water quietly enjoying the water. Like there's nothing wrong with that inherently. But they have her talking about what are your love languages and him not being as reciprocating. Mm -hmm. Then there's all the stuff about the phone. They managed to ask him on camera, how do you feel about having your phone back? And then plop, anybody would have given the same response that Kenneth did, which is it was great to not have my phone. And I also missed my phone. Yeah. But then because of how it's put into the storyline, it is setting up that he is addicted to the phone and disengages from her yeah. and ignores her. So I when, when probably literally every other character or a person on the show used their phone maybe equally as much as Kenneth. Who knows? You know? Kenneth is the principal of a middle school. Yeah. I have a friend who has been an assistant principal of a high school and he works 75 hours a week things yeah. are constantly going wrong he's got to go to every football game like there's just so much stuff and he he's on his phone a lot too but it's it all feels quite necessary yeah. so but I, I, yeah anyway i i agree with you that um maybe kenneth got a slightly tough not a tough edit but like a very a very choiceful storyline mm-hmm. um and i agree that the editorial voice is much clearer because there's way more foreshadowing to build those storylines. It may or may not be fair. um, But in the past, we probably would have gotten some random thing about the phone. And then later, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like we just would have gotten a bunch of random things we had to connect ourselves. Final observation before we get into the specific couples. And I, I it feels like the last three seasons, like this season and the last two seasons, it has felt more and more like the producers fucking with, the real life events of the show in a way that I don't think was as accurate in the previous seasons. And what I mean by that is bringing back contestants that didn't make it past the first phase. Um, that used to basically never happen. Uh, and then with, um, I, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. On okay. I mean, I don't. So Shana and Shane, but getting the, together. both of them made it past the first phase. Oh, okay. Even yes. though she was no Correct. longer engaged yep, nope. at that point. Most people, it wasn't like Zach and Bliss. That was a huge, like, oh, wow. That's a huge yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. game changing thing yeah. that they did is bringing back somebody who uh, someone said no to in the pods and then said yes to in real life after the pods. Like that, that, that had never happened before prior to, as far as we know, on, certainly not on screen, I don't think. Um, and or not during the main run of the show, maybe during a reunion or whatever. And then last the season five with like Uche and 
what's her name? Remember that woman? That, Aaliyah. Aaliyah, right. And like that whole, like bringing them together after the pot, you know, like, um, and every single one of these interactions is like, so there's a producer for every single one of these interactions. Like they're filmed, the people are mic'd, like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so. There's location. There's, there's probably some engineering and production going on for every single one of these interactions. And more and more it feels like the show is meddling with these people's affairs you know i I hear that but i actually think based on the instagram and the back and forth and the way that the thing went down with jeremy and sarah they were gonna do it anyway i -hmm. really think they were gonna do it anyway now it's there's a producer's hand you get the sense in like alia and uche like because that ended so abruptly and so badly when she just left the show of them kind of saying saying do you want to be in touch with each other Mm -hmm. and arranging it a bit more but these are all, you know, people who are capable of finding each other out in, quote unquote, the real world. So to me, it reflects more that you can't put people into a bubble and then have them move to the next phase without the real life behaviors where they might go wonder if they made the wrong decision sure. and still have questions. And so I, it doesn't really bother me that much because it doesn't actually feel that interfering to me. Well, like uh, the example I would say is less... Jeremy and Sarah Ann and more Jessica and Jeremy's fiance. Who's who's that again? Laura. Laura. You know, Jessica and Laura, like, you know, they have this interaction and it's like Yeah. Uh it, it feels like very out of reality television. You know, it feels it, like it very does. engineered. Yeah, and show, she does know? a uh direct a camera that's very like a confessional would be filmed right. in a inside a bachelor style house. But as she says at the end, she's like, you know, I'm right. Like that he that this is a thing that everybody wants to see, and that and and she is she is correct. She is really yeah. correct. But my point is like, uh, you know, the you know, I, I think the producers either se- probably set that up somehow, and so they know they they're se- they're setting these like these people to like collide with each other in ways that it feels. Um, like they're doing it more they're taking a stronger hand in things as the seasons of the show go on in my opinion for good or ill I'm just I, I just don't it. think it's that off what people would have wanted to do I'm sure they have the chance to say no and Jessica clearly still thinks about Jimmy in her I was so shocked at how much she was still heartbroken over mm-hmm, him mm-hmm. I I, I and now I'm glad I know that actually. Yeah. So okay, fair. Well, anyway, those are just a few of my observations about this next batch of episodes. So, um, and some overall thoughts. I think it would be more cacophonous if they kept it quote unquote more pure, and then just we had more to figure out via Instagram and latergrams. Sure, but then but then that's the function of a of a decoding reality is we yeah. gotta gotta round all that stuff up. Okay. All right. Anyway, those are some overall thoughts. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Let's get to the actual couples of the episode. Uh, I guess why don't we start with Brittany and Kenneth, right? That's a good one to start with. Fuck. I really, you and I boldly predicted that they were good. (laughs) They were definitely good. These guys are great. And you can feel the compatibility of what they want Mm -hmm. in many ways. Setting aside the phone thing, they have now come out and said the phone was not an issue. So even though it's like in the edit, and I think Kenneth has reflected like, ooh, I come across very detached and I do have a lot of moments I sort of turn to the phone in an introversion to kind of Uh kind of step away from what's around me uh, which is good self-awareness um that was not the issue and I honestly didn't see the real problem coming Mm -hmm. did you no to the extent I saw the real problem I think it's a problem that is present throughout every for every person in the show, which is people are socialized to imagine what love looks like um, and to you imagine what a, what a relationship looks like, oh, okay. you know, a, sure. in a very specific way. And and often when you're watching shows like The Bachelor or the show, I often feel like I'm watching like robots go through the motions of what being in love is like before they actually, you know, often before... I I see what I would recognize to be love, you know, um, people saying like, you're my best friend, you know, after they've met for like 48 hours and and things like that. And it's just like, I think people are socialized to like repeat certain things or say certain things that they've seen other people say um, when it's not actually true. And, And I think how that is related to this situation is uh, I think like people like Brittany or Chelsea imagine what a relationship is supposed to be like what the what the dynamic is supposed to be like and then they enter a relationship and find that it doesn't it's not even close to kind of what they imagine and it's crushingly disappointing um and that to me is my diagnosis of of what happened here i I totally hear what you're saying about chelsea and as a person who was like a cis woman and socialized in America, you know, I, all the Disney cartoons end with like a kiss as if mm-hmm. like, that's the most important thing in love is your first kiss. The most important thing is you're both extremely tired and he does the dishes anyway. So you don't have to like, that's love, you know, for me. Um, and so I just, 
I, I agree with you that we have a very oddly romanticized vision of it that we grow up with. But I, I think in her case, she's literally just not attracted to him. Hmm. Yeah. She says, Maybe. I don't have that crave. We don't have yeah. that crave for each other. It yeah. feels like we don't have that crave for each other. And he says, I have the crave for you. Right. So if you don't have the crave for me, thank you for telling me. And that is a problem. Yeah. Um, that's accurate what you just said. I think the, what I was reacting to was she said, I wish I felt the way we felt in the pots. You know, I think she had the crave for him there. Right. But I, I think, you know, yeah, my uh, point see, is that the reality versus expectations, I think, is yeah, off for yeah. her. But it's not to me because she has a romanticized vision of it. But sure. more like she's just feeling like something's off. That's very possible. You know, it, but uh, I guess the, the way I interpret it is in the early days, like things are exciting. Ooh, I'm meeting people through a wall. Like this mm-hmm. is, and then it's like, but then once that collides with the reality of your day to day existence, it's much less interesting, you know? Or some people can find it to be much more drudgery. And. That was my interpretation. Maybe you're right. She's just like, hey, I'm not that attractive. That, that, that's very possible that that's true. Well, who I, knows what the crave is, you right, know, right. for her. But but it felt like she was disappointed that, like, to me, it felt less like I'm not attracted to you and more like I'm disappointed with the rhythm of our lives right now. Is well, kind that's of what, a lot of the edit is about yeah. who puts away the things and who cooks dinner and, you know, like, I, I don't... Because also, like, they seem to be really... Well, I was going to say in the in the first Dominican Republic episode, they seem to have a really good connection, but like not in the second one, you know. So, um, I mean, maybe the rhythm of your lives informs how much you have, quote unquote, the crave, mm-hmm. or maybe the lack of crave informs that. You know, who knows? But she says, which I thought was very telling, I am very, very, very physically affectionate. She had talked about mm-hmm. that as well back in Dominican mm-hmm. Republic. She's like, you literally cannot be too physically affectionate with me. Mm-hmm. And then she says, I have barely found myself like kissing you, you know, mm-hmm. like there's something mm-hmm. that's a little off. Yeah. And she also yeah. says at the beginning to her credit, I like can't put my finger on it. It's hard for me to name it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe that's cause I'm not that into you is so hard to believe yeah. on some level. But I, I felt that overall, especially considering these people are in their early to mid twenties. Yeah, man, I thought they had an overall very dignified parting. Hundred percent agree. And I'm really happy that they didn't drag it out to the altar to save the fifty thousand dollars or whatever. The <laughs> <laughs> whatever the amount they got charged, the kill fee is <laughs> for this. Uh, maybe they've gotten rid of the kill fee. That would be great. Yes. Uh, I would love that. By which I mean the um, rumored penalty for not going through all the way to the altar is to have to repay Netflix for the wedding. Yes, which is like... Tens of thousands of dollars. Which has always felt incredibly cruel because people probably make their decisions significantly before the wedding. And then um, now you're forcing them to go through this charade uh, and uh, under threat of like financial ruination. Um, so hopefully neither of them owe Netflix $50,000. So. I will say about Brittany and Kenneth before we say farewell to them forever, because I suspect we really are not going to see them again. Um, I felt that these were two people that genuinely respected each other. Yes. And that actually probably walked around genuinely respecting people, period. Mm-hmm. And so there was no, you ruined this for me, right. you took this from me, yeah. you know, the kind of lashing out that people do when they're hurt um, that kind of requires 
prioritizing one person's feelings over the other. The whole time, I felt like there was room for both people's feelings. But mm-hmm. Kenneth has said he was really devastated. Not devastated, but very sad. And it took him a long time to get over. So I, it's not obvious in that moment, but you know they were able to do that very civilly. Yeah, I agree with you that in terms of the edit, it felt pretty mysterious in some ways. Like um, they just seemed to not be into each other anymore abruptly. Uh, I, I did not think when that conversation began that, that it would end with them being like, let's end this. Um, but sometimes that's how things play out. And also, I agree with you that it was very dignified. This, these are two adults who respect each other and are having an adult conversation. And um, I think that's that's praiseworthy. So, Yeah. I had been worried about her when she said, I want to submit to you 100%. That she, But I actually had... I didn't feel like she had any issues like stating her side of things. Maybe she was like still coming to it in terms of self-awareness or mm-hmm. figuring it out. Mm-hmm. But um, so that that also felt like a relief to me because yeah. I was concerned when he was like, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to be on my phone. You're going to unpack everything. And I'm telling you to cook dinner when she asked. Yeah, that, like, was, that like, was very uncomfortable to me. Yeah, that, she has a full time job, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that struck me a little bit off guard. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Like, cook I mean, what? I don't think there's any groceries in this pre-fab right. apartment, you know? Uh, like, you know, I, 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 I have dated people in my life. I, I would never speak to someone like that. You know what I mean? Like, I would just never say, like, yep, you're going to make dinner tonight. You know, well, like, she said, should we cook or should we yeah. order or something? Right. And he's like, oh, yeah, you can cook. And it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so it's like, okay, that, that would be an interesting, like, quote-unquote plot line to explore. But... Uh, it didn't th- seem like, oh, f- she's not even into him. It feels like we're missing some component of this relationship at some point. But anyway, I just whatever. really think she did not show up to that conversation thinking that that was the issue. And mm-hmm. so maybe, you know, we only see a few minutes yeah. of probably what was a much longer conversation. Yeah. I doubt they ended their engagement in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Next up, Joy. Amy and Johnny. Amy and Johnny. Perfectly cromulent couple. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> You're like, which ones yeah. are Amy and Johnny? They're fine. You know, oh, 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 the the one kind of notable thing about Amy and Johnny is Johnny seems to be completely paranoid about uh, impregnating Amy. Like, yes. To, to, a, to a degree that is like not typical, I would say. Um, yes, I would agree. And uh, also one of the very few times in the show where we hear the produ- like one of the interviewers or the producer's voice. Uh, it's happened like three or four times throughout the course of the show. But we actually hear somebody ask Amy, like, have you two been sexually intimate? Uh, which is just... Re- so gross. It's, it's really weird. Um, yeah, it's, it's just we just never have access to who the interviews are. Or, and I was just struck like, oh, wow, the, God speaks, you know, yeah. like, it's just like, whoa. <laughs> um, and then she reveals that they haven't been because he's really, he really doesn't want her to get, he's really worried about her getting pregnant. Um, I really feel like there's probably some, something going on there. You know? What do you mean? Well, just there's some um, trauma or unresolved psychological issue, I, I think, because I'll just say most dudes are okay. Dumb. <laughs> short-sighted just want to get it in all true uh but i think most dudes probably think a condom is adequate because it, it works it's not completely bulletproof it's not like a hundred but it's, it's like definitely not bulletproof yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> anyway 
uh, but he's he seems to be like really I, I don't know uh, maybe I, I mean I'm, I think he states it explicitly right that he grew up under difficult circumstances mm-hmm. and he absolutely does not want his children to go through that. Yeah, that's right. So they're like in their 20s. He wants to retire by 50 and have children. So I'm like, I hope you live in a very affordable area because it's so hard for most Americans to achieve that. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's fair. And let me just say, like, I also have similar complexes. Like my... um, uh, Tell me more. I I did. Well, I just did not have a lot of money growing up. And so uh, I I don't have a thing of... Like, I'm not paranoid about impregnating someone, but it's just more like... um, my family didn't grow up with very much, and so like when I was an adult, I uh, I really needed financial security um, before doing anything of any kind. You know, like a lot of my choices have been informed by that need, um, and so I think in the way I heard it, he said something like, "It was almost like I grew up in such deprivation or difficulty mm-hmm. or chaos or whatever. I would not want to inflict right, that right. on a child." And Amy was trying to soothe him by saying, okay, but we would have a house because we're two people who are financially each prepared to buy a house. So like together we can definitely do it. And we would have, it wouldn't be like the overwhelming disaster that he is fearing. Yeah. Um, But that did not seem to like really soothe him. So I thought her whole response was admirable. Yeah. Yeah, Which is if you have that fear that doesn't mean you get to force me to do something with my body I'm not super excited right. about doing, which is birth control. 100% agree. 100% agree there. I was right. actually quite proud of her for yeah. standing up for herself on right. that. Right. It's not, I, I, I understand, it, it, like many people can't tolerate it. It makes them sick. Right. And she talked about how like she, she likes, I, I like the way my system is working right now. And, and that is to be admired. That's not something that's typically discussed on national television. And I, that is to be admired. So I especially agree. for a woman to say the way my body naturally functions works for me yeah. is like, so it's more like, yeah, anyway, so I, I think there's a lot of stuff um, about why is there a pill for women and not for men, you know, et cetera. Right. And oh, so for oh, her to f- say, like, by the way, you can get a vasectomy. Okay, so that was like, uh, I'm like, do you guys know, you know, a, a vasectomy is, um, I guess it's theoretically reversible, but like, it's, I don't think it's the same level of reversibility as, let's say, going on and off birth control is my perception. Well, no, it's not as reversible <laughs> as that. Um, that's, that's what I'm saying. I was like, uh, I, I, you know, you know, it's like, A, can you go on birth control? Or B, he gets a vasectomy. Those are not equivalent things, in my opinion. You know, if there were. Yeah. Right. But he. OK, I can't believe Johnny earned a lot of points with me when he said, I understand it's not the yes. woman's burden to prevent 100%. the pregnancy so the man can experience more pleasure. Yes. Right. Like, Agreed. and thank you. Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> I don't know anything else about you, but that one sentence is, I will accept it as allyship. That was good. Yeah. Please don't be a milkshake dog. <laughs> um, I think that you uh, are correct, but it's, it is, it's reversible, probably. Did you, the, my one, so I think, uh, you know, I, I, I know many people who have vasectomies. Like, I think it's a very... You know many people who have vasectomies? Yeah, and I think it's a like, very... That means I know many people that have vasectomies. Yeah, they I just th- haven't told me. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Uh, I, and I think it's a very, like, logical thing to do after you are done having a family. Um, the um, Or having the f- family size that you want. Um, my, my one big memory of... Uh, so, so, yes, I, I agree with everything Johnny said. And I think, like... 
I, I, I personally don't think you should get a vasectomy before you've had the family that you want. In particular right, but what case. she's saying is, yeah. I am willing to do condoms. I am willing to do yeah. all this other stuff. And your fear is, you need to own the fear. If your fear is that high, you need to hold yeah, the and he seemed receptive, to the consequences. And he's receptive right? to like, that. And he's receptive so, to that, I think, yeah. Um, but I just remember that Michael Scott segment, you know, when Michael Scott talked about getting a vasectomy and like getting it reversed and then getting it redone again and then getting it reversed. <laughs> Snip, snip. He has this whole thing about getting a vasectomy done and then undone again. And that's that's what I thought about when I saw Johnny talk about getting a vasectomy before he even gets, ma- before he even gets married. Is this um, when he's with Melora Hardin's character? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jan. Serenity uh, by Jan. So anyway, I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to reel it back a little bit and say I, I, I do think that his level of fear about this is higher than average. But he has... Uh, I don't know about uh, good reasons, but certainly like personal reasons for wanting to proceed in the way he does. And people should get to proceed however they wish in that regard. So I, I, I don't I don't judge. Um, but yes, it does feel like a very high level of anxiety around this topic. I think it's um, freaking awesome that he wants to save. I think it's, you know what I mean? Like I save I, money. money yeah. He has like a plan. He, he He actually seems like an adult who is Yes, he's got a lot of fear that's driving these behaviors, but he is like responsible enough to be on this show. And we have frequently seen people who didn't quite feel ready or adult enough to be on this show. So I actually and the fact that he's talking about these fears openly, I think is is actually great. Yeah, I agree. So yes, he carries some stuff that's probably makes his life hard in a bunch of ways if he feels that ambient level of anxiety all the time. Yeah, that that things could go terribly wrong. And lots of people do and so for him to model like talking about it and working it through with partner hopefully that all I, I, i'm rooting for them i'm not saying i'm like deeply invested but you know are you rooting for them um yeah i guess i think they both seem like solid human yeah, beings. they're perfectly fine yeah they're perfectly fine um all right where we go next you you lead the way ad and clay yeah sure uh, what <laughs> was that edit with the soup? Really weird. Like, is was the idea that the way Clay eats is unattractive or weird? Is that is that kind of what it was supposed to be? Um, I, I think it's that he was eating the soup and not talking to her. And mm-hmm. in the edit, it makes it look like she's like, okay, I don't. She seems confused as to what's going That's on. That's the other silent couple, by the way. It was them. There was right, vast right, portions right. where they're just eating and no. And it's like, this is weird to be watching this. And he says, I'm just really locked in on this soup. <laughs> <laughs> the soup is the priority. And it's like, if you just need a moment, it's okay to say, I just need a moment. Yeah. But also, maybe the soup is great. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It looked like noodle soup to me. Like, it yeah. looked pretty average. Yeah. But um, I I didn't think the way he ate it was attractive, per se. But it wasn't the w- worst. What did you think? I don't know. I, I don't want to spend time thinking about it, honestly. That, okay. that, that particular topic. But it, it, it seemed like he had some weird food habits, you know? Uh, and then he assiduously cleans right which which i thought was uh something you would totally do laudable laudable um i think it's the cleaning maybe in silence mm -hmm. you know the cleaning as a distraction from Mm -hmm. or as a reason not to be talking yeah but uh the big theme is clay clearly has a lot of insecurities uh about uh 
marriages, marriage and marriages making it. And, you know, he's, as he describes it, there's been many men in his life who have cheated on their wives or significant others. And he feels like sur- oh. surrounded by that uh, idea. And he, he has self doubt about whether he can be faithful. Um, and I think that level of self-awareness is good. Um, but it's, you know, I can imagine it's hard for someone to hear that. Um, and it clearly is hard for AD. Uh, there's also a fairly challenging conversation that they have with uh, Clay's family, and they kind of have like a disagreement about how much Clay is working, like in front of his mom, uh, which is not great. Um, but and his mom has like practical advice, you know. I don't know. Uh, I, I thought there was a lot of subtext. It was like he's staying over at different places to not have to drive back and forth, Mm -hmm. which is obviously the kind of thing that is the cover, potentially the cover for cheating. He has talked about earlier, like how he, his dad would take him on cheating trips. Uh Uh-huh. So he would travel with his child. Like that, that's really effed up thing to do. Yes. Um, Extremely. And so, but him building in this plan, like, oh, of course, I always am on the road two nights a week, like, is is also potentially, like, future wiggle for him to just be away from home. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's not how I interpreted it, but, you know, fair. I absolutely think that that's, you know, mm-hmm. anyway. Um, and then... So you don't think he's cheating now, but you think that his current living situation space. facilitates that? For mm-hmm. himself, whether it's for cheating or whatever, it doesn't mm-hmm. even matter what it's for today. Um, and it makes me question. I mean, look, he just met her, so I would also be quite overwhelmed and probably also would value space in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he's the one that keeps bringing up cheating, yeah, as the the out, right? Yeah. Of like, and he even says, which I think is very poignant. Like, he looks up to Will Smith, he looks up to Diddy, and these are all men you hear about having women on the side. He's like, I don't know any black men. Like, he's, he says that, which I, I'm sh- that w- it's, it's an awfully broad thing to say, but it also was, like, quite painful to hear, like, I don't have any positive role models for mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, and for her, she says she's working as a realtor and as a VIP manager at a club, yeah. which is a nightlife job. Yeah. So their schedules clearly completely don't align. Right. And there are a couple times he basically, at least once he says to her, well, you're not working. So like, like she doesn't have her schedule yet at the VIP nightclub and like maybe, you know, realtor, it's kind of like feast or famine. Like you can have a realtor's license, but you may not have an active listing. I think we've really run into the limitations of the love is blind format in these episodes. Right. Cause in, um, there's no narrator. There's no text on the screen that like explains this shit to you, right? Why? Which, what, why is that a limit? Well, well, we have like we we frequently have like different versions of the truth that are happening on screen, and we don't know. And presumably, the producers know what the truth is, you know, or they can find it. Um, and I guess people just think we don't care. It's just fun to see people argue, but like it's it would be nice to be like, hey, actually, you know, like people are returning back home. AD is starting a new job in six days, you know, like, but we don't get any of that. It's the 
the only text we see is where we are, who people are, and also how many days to the wedding. And, and we get no further explanation. But the who people are is a very self, uh, it's, it's just words they say. So it, it doesn't even right, feel, right, right, do you right. remember somebody was like an airplane executive at right, right, 22 right. or something in a prior season? I, I speculate, by the way, that the more words that are in a person's title, the less likely it is they are actually employed in the in the show mm. yeah mm. anyway brutal um but my point being uh you know uh, yeah like we don't we don't know, actually know what is true in this situation so it, it just hard. feels like there's a big lifestyle mismatch around yes. work and expectations like she's doing these very things where you're at the beck and call of other people but she wants him to be home probably because she doesn't trust him because of all of this pre- concern about cheating and you know yeah i think i i have a, another random observation which is the people who go on love is blind sure like to party way more than me or literally anyone else i know like um this is I, not about ad and clay is no it? no 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 but i'm just like if hearing about like like Ayana and Jarrett in, I think it was season two yeah. or, you know, he'd be out until like 3 a.m. And like this episode, one of the people stays out until 5 a.m. And I'm just like, I literally cannot remember the last time <laughs> I stayed up until 5 a.m. <laughs> it has probably been over a decade since yeah, I've stayed up. But they're until in their 20s and 30s. I- I'm saying like, I don't even know anyone like, yes, correct. But, you know, I don't even know. I don't even know anyone from back. I've led a very sheltered life is what I'm trying to say. You know, uh, I don't even know anyone from 10 years ago that I think would have stayed up until 5 a.m. Other than, you know, and if we were, it was like for a job. It was for like a work oh, thing. Oh, OK. You know? Wow. <laughs> it wasn't like I was out at a club, you know. So anyway, the people in love so, is blind. So, so the subculture of Microsoft employees who play the cello. <laughs> yeah, I know. We don't live a we don't live a hard partying life. It's shocking. <laughs> um, um, I think they strike me as pretty average partying, but the Houston crew and the Dallas crew struck me as more partying. Mm-hmm, anyway, yeah. uh, so yeah, I would agree. Mismatched lifestyle um, issues around fidelity uh, or concerns about fidelity. We'll see how it all I plays really out. feel like Clay is making a lot of progress by being able to say these things. Yes. And he wants to have relationship counseling. He wants to do it with her. Yeah. He wants to. Um, there's a point where he says really quietly, I want to believe. And it like actually yeah. broke my heart because I think we all want to believe that love without these particular strifes is possible. Um, And if you've ever been cheated on, which I haven't to my knowledge, and if I have, don't let me know. I'm good. Um, You know, like it, it's so, um, it's so important to like our sense of that the universe can be whole and that like Mm -hmm. there's balance and reason and fairness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But I don't know if he can get there fast enough. Um, And maybe he can. Uh, for this incredibly condensed format. Mm-hmm. I feel like if it were not for this format, this is a couple that would be together and have a super meaningful relationship and maybe not necessarily go yeah. all the way because yeah. like he's just still learning. And they'd have so six much. months to like deal with these things. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but we have seen situations where people didn't get married at the altar and then continued to see each other. Um, but it's, yeah, a it's, lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them sometimes off camera, like the ones that don't. Yeah get filmed uh got got engaged but didn't get filmed um okay so uh chelsea and jimmy who i continue to feel like gets a lot of screen time yeah uh i think everything we predicted has been borne out like at first i I was thinking 
oh, things seem to be going great. Like, this is, this is great. Maybe that was just a one-off blip. I was surprised at how quickly and thoroughly they seem to make up. Right. And I was like, oh, maybe that was just a one-off blip. But then they have another massive fight on camera uh, in this batch of episodes. Um, Which is also about her yes. insecurity over Hun- another it's, it's woman. It's the same thing. It's like... And Joy, any- yeah, Joy yeah. called it. Joy called it, basically. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no go ahead. Joy called it. She, you, you said uh, she is extremely insecure, um, cannot be... Uh, what do you call it? Assuaged, you know, cannot be like nothing. He doesn't have the tools to deal with what her level of needs are or what her needs are. Um, and puts it on him that he's not doing enough to like assuage, you know, so it's a pretty textbook, uh, and really unpleasant to watch, uh, unfortunate to watch because you know, like you'd have to have super, super ninja skills to even escape this thing. If you're Jimmy and instead Jimmy says, well, you've been kind of clingy the last couple of days, right. which I bet she has. But like the wording, right, is not she hears that she, she starts to say some really ex- super distortionary things because she's so hurt. Like the first thing you tell me is I'm clingy. And it's like, no, actually, like he that, that yeah. we all watched like minutes of yeah. this and there's probably more of it, you know, like but she's so hurt. Yeah. Um, and she thinks that's so horrible and so rude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's saying, you've been clingy, meaning what he is trying to say is your behaviors have been right. not giving me a lot of space. Yeah. He is not trying to label her as a clingy person, but she cannot hear that. Um, and so they have a good old, good old fight about that. Yeah, and there's a very unfortunate interaction when she's like summing up their day and she's like, and then we have sex and then blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, well, the sex was your thing that you wanted. And by the way, I could use some space from that too. And I'm like, oh, like that's not... Not a good thing to say. I think everything we need to know about Chelsea's, (laughs) the the form that her hurt takes Mm -hmm. is that she says, you didn't kiss me a single time today. And he's like, oh, my God. And then he's like, wait, no, I kissed you this morning. And then I kissed you this afternoon. And then I kissed you this other time. And then she gets upset and she says, you didn't kiss me a single time today. She has this whole list. And it's like, okay, but literally he did. So, like, you feel... That you were unloved all day long in your mind mm-hmm. palace, mm-hmm. but you are literally um, not able to tr- say the words of that out loud. So mm-hmm. you hurl these accusations like they're facts, even though he's like it's yeah. it's pointless to actually discuss it on a fact level. Uh, uh, let me tell you this. So uh, let me say what is I think a terrible, terrible decision is if I was engaged to someone such as Chelsea, you know what the number one thing I would not do in that situation mm. is? Allow her to meet my extremely close friends who are girls, <laughs> which is what he mm. does. I thought situation. we were going to say, I wouldn't admit to her that Jeremy told me that oh, yeah, <laughs> Jessica that looks like a Kardashian. Those two, thi- those two things. Because she, she, Chelsea has this conversation with her friends where it's like a very similar dynamic of like, yeah, you know, he didn't say he loved me today, but uh, I guess he does, maybe. But what do you think? You know, like, it's it's bad. Um, but then they get together with her friends. The conversation is super painful, in my opinion. Um, so you are talking about the, where Jimmy yes. and Chelsea go to the bar and, and they meet, meet Barbara and Maddie, yeah. who I actually went back and like, recorded like wrote down their names barbara being the one in the dark shirt and maddie being the one in the sort of muscle tee that's right white and 
first of all, there's a great sort of trend on TikTok of uh, it's like POV meeting your boyfriend's best friend who's a girl. Like, and and it'll be like, you know, the often when you meet your boyfriend's best friend who's a girl, like they make all these comments about like how intimate they have been. You know, uh, not not necessarily physically, but just like, oh yeah, you know, oh isn't he it does, so cute how he rolls the socks like that? Yeah, 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 it, yeah. You know, he do, oh he doesn't like blue things. You know, like yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like they, that they'll like it's like a total power move to oh it's like a dog pissing on a fire hydrant. Yeah, it's like a power forward. move to yeah, be like yeah. yeah you don't know him as well as I do kind of thing. Um, but often in very humorous ways. You know, just search on TikTok for this, you'll find a bunch of them. Uh, and I was like, we're seeing that dynamic kind of play out. Like this is this this nothing good can come of this. How did you read that interaction then? <sighs> well, outwardly, like if you're just observing outwardly, I think it's going fine. Like everyone's getting along and and so on. But um, you have this woman Chelsea who clearly has a lot of deep, deeply seated insecurities about how much this guy likes her. Oh, then, but it's also as she says, a lot of times her exes who have had girl uh, chicks who were friends mm. have slept have cheated on her with sure. those friends so it's it's not just insecurities it's like sure you know yeah well-founded fears yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh <laughs> and then you're he's you know he's interacting in a way that like reveals how close he has been with these other women who by the way are also quite attractive you know like uh and it's just like this is going to wreak havoc on this relationship. I think uh, it's they're not they're not ready. They they don't have the level of security. So you think that's all about kind of Chelsea? What Chelsea brings in baggage wise? Yes, I think so. I mean, okay, disagree because I wrote down what Barbara said. <laughs> <laughs> Barbara is my number one suspect. <laughs> you were waiting for me to walk into that. Okay, go ahead. Okay, when Chelsea shouts at Jimmy, which has now been previewed twice, uh-huh. I know you fucked her. Just like tell me you fucked her or whatever. Yeah, this is from a future episode we haven't seen yet. You know. I really think he's talking. She's talking about Barbara. Yeah, you you think you as the audience are led to believe it's Jessica. You yes, know? but you think it's one of the friends that we see. I really think it's specifically Barbara because here's what Barbara says. Um, Which one's Barbara? The the one. With she's the, the one to the left of the two of them. Yeah, with so like a black jacket. Is that the one? Yeah, there's yeah. one who's wearing more like, like a cutoff. Yeah t-shirt and it looks a little more athletic and yeah. it has blonde hair it's yeah. not her yeah it's so the brown-haired one yeah the one who's wearing full cleavage um to this friendly meet um <laughs> which you know i'm sex positive and body positive and do you do you but you know i i wondered if it was a little bit of a hey i got yeah. this going on um so he First, they bring she brings up, which I think is so cringe. Chelsea brings up this morning. I was like, I'm never initiating sex anymore. And then he said, and I'm like, why would, why you, would you talk this about shit in front of people? It should I, be dead and buried. I cannot imagine talking with my friends about my sex life, you know, in general, but also in the presence of somebody who I just got engaged. It, it's just like, what is well? And it's happening? like you're not talking to your friends. You're talking to their friends who you just met. So it'd be like if I told brian kelly your college roommate about our sex life and a fight we had about sex that morning <laughs> that would be we, it would be the deep, first time it would I be met deeply him. strange yeah the first time you met yeah it would be deeply strange and knowing brian kelly he would do exactly what i would do which is sit there silently and like maybe flee now the seventh time we met that's totally reasonable Absolutely. but the first time brian come, come on. on over <laughs> um okay so she says we're having this you know fight about initiating sex and Barbara says he would never turn down sex. Yeah, how do you? Uh, how do you know that? How do you Barbara? know that? How do you know that, Barbara? And then, um, 
she says <laughs> something about um, Chelsea says, I love his heart. And Barbara says, heart, is that the word for it? Yeah, we, by the way, I love that, you know, Jimmy is going to get completely raked through the coals because of this season of television. But the one thing you cannot deny, apparently he has a gigantic horse cock is kind of what is, has been hinted at multiple times in the show. As described, (laughs) it honestly doesn't sound like a plus. Well, I think that's. In I'm the, looking at the giant Sonos speaker in the corner, and like the size of the thing Chelsea was like describing with her hands in the air. Like that does not look like it should go anywhere. Well, you know, uh, different strokes for different folks, as they say. Uh, okay. All right. Um. It, it, <laughs> so then, she, Chelsea says, "I was not prepared for how emotional he was during sex." Um. And Barbara says, oh, he cried, didn't he? (laughs) And then the other girl, the other friend, Maddie, is like, oh, no, you didn't cry. And Barbara's like, oh, no, I'm sure he cried, right? You're a crier. Which just, again, is like that whole pissing on the fire hydrant vibe. And so I really think they smushed at some point in the past, which is fine, you know, like consenting adults. But you know Chelsea will not think that's fine if it's not disclosed to her. Right. Well, that's my point. Is, uh, is yeah. You're right. Like he he should have disclosed that. But also theoretically, he's not with her anymore. He's chosen this new person, and you know, and, and that's in, what they should be focusing on. In Jimmy's on, but... blithe good time way, he's like, "This is fine. <laughs> I know it's fine. So you should know it's fine. And if there's anyone who doesn't know it's fine, it's Chelsea." You know, I don't know if this was this meeting was set up weeks, uh, days before, or whatever. But it was just a completely psychotic decision, in my opinion, for him to have them meet her in that situation and talk about those topics that they did. Jimmy should have rustled up some guy friends, like, "Hey, you, that guy at work, I went to drinks with once. Come be my friend for this TV show." Given just given, I'm saying specifically given what he. Know, I'm not saying guys should never bring their fiancés to meet their friends. No, or no, girls. no. But I'm saying given, given what he knows given about who Chelsea, he has chosen yeah, yeah. the fact that she's quite fragile. They've had two fights about this already, and there was one thing Kenna said to Brittany that kind of bothered me a little bit, where he was like. If if I get a little introverted, if I don't do what you want me to do, if I don't come home, if I come home late one time, I don't want it to feel always like a referendum of like, oh, my God, does he still like me? Oh, my God. And I'm like, y'all just started dating, you know, like in the beginning, you're on pins and needles about all of this Mm -hmm. stuff because you're wondering, am I making the right commitment? Is this a sign of badness to come? So I really feel like all that stuff tends to settle down as as time goes by. Um and that the beginnings in, of everything are just delicate. And so I just wish uh, he was treating it with more delicacy. But what we got instead was Barbara and Maddie. And Barbara does not seem delicate. No. Um, all right. All right. So, so th- that, that's headed for disaster, I think, that, that relationship. So We see in previews Chelsea in a bridal outfit. We mm. see Eddie and Clay, and we do see Amy and Johnny, I think. We don't see Laura and Jeremy, perhaps, because we see them at a poolside party, but mm-hmm. we don't see them like with the wedding mm-hmm. ensemble. And I assume that's because that has died. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, it seems pretty definitive at the end of this episode uh, that 
Um, we have to talk about it, right? Yeah. So, so first of all, they, they, first of all, I have to say, in general, when the parents of people appear on the show, they are lovely. Like eighty to ninety percent of the time, I think they're. Lo- there's a, there's some exceptions like that hardcore fundamentalist family that was like, you know. But in general, it's like, oh, it's 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 cute to see people with their families and like introducing people to them. I, I, I that's one of my favorite parts of the show. Honestly, is like yeah. seeing how like this, seeing how regular people react to this fucking wild situation is like a really fun part of the show. Most for me. of them come to come around to if it makes you happy. Yes, then we are here for you. Or we're only unhappy for you because we're worried it won't make you happy. Right. Yeah. And um, I like how, uh, is it Laura? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like how, first of all, I think Laura's parents are adorable and they, and, and they seem like extremely perceptive. <laughs> you know, her, her mom, they, they say, uh, um, her, her dad says, if, uh, if you treat her like a princess, she will walk all over you. <laughs> Which is like yeah. okay, that's a, that's from from somebody who has experience. And then her mom says, you know, yeah, I guess, um, uh, you know, they, they they I guess they like each other, but um, also they seem to really hate each other. <laughs> and, I think she you know, said to her, the way you guys speak to each yeah. other is often harsh. It's very pointed. Yeah, you know, it's very very harsh against each other. So, like, do, is that okay? And which was so interesting to me because I just assumed that's how Laura right. is right. all yeah, the time, yeah, 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 and yeah. that she she reminds me of someone I knew who had her ick list mm-hmm. was very, very, very long. So, yeah. like, she was extremely attractive and per- perpetually single because the tiniest little hair trigger could just eject you, like. Like you're getting thrown out of the Willy Wonka chocolate factory because you're a yeah. bad egg. Yeah. And so, um, and, and many of the icks were exceptionally unreasonable. So I do feel like I assumed this was the softer version of Laura mm-hmm. that we're getting on the show because she's gotten past it for all of Jeremy's quote unquote pros. And yeah. I am hearing from the family, maybe this isn't the softer version of her. There's this really fascinating conversation that Laura has with her sister about the Hawaiian shirts. Because apparently Laura's... I think it's her sister-in-law. Her her sister-in-law, that's right. Her sister-in-law, apparently both Laura and her sister-in-law like men that are into Hawaiian shirts. And uh, Laura's sister-in-law seems to have an extremely healthy connection to this. Which is, hey, if your dude wants to have fun and have a Hawaiian shirt, that's fine. Like... You know? If anything, she's like, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, that's wonderful that they feel comfortable expressing themselves around you. Yeah. You know? And you can feel that she just rejects that premise, you know, at a core level. I. I. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Nothing. I, for the record, I don't have any Hawaiian shirts, or I have very no. few Hawaiian shirts, so. But you have a lot of Hawaiian shirt type behaviors right <laughs> Hawaiian shirt type behaviors sure yeah right yeah yeah sure okay so like I have bought you fantastic clothes from like Vince and Rag and Bone and they just sit there on the hangers upstairs mm-hmm. because you will continue to buy masses of funny t-shirts like five <laughs> for $25 on clearance from Zoot is that what it's called shirt woot shirt woot <laughs> We talked about this in the After Dark today, too. Um, And, you know, I have just learned, like, I'm not with a guy who wants to wear the rag and bone thing I got him. And that's okay. 
Um, but I, I can feel for Laura that, you know, when you get married, you have all these identity questions, which is, am I going to be the kind of woman who walks around with a man who's wearing shirt woot for the rest of my life, right? And or the Hawaiian shirts or the whatever it is. And it's, it's not an ick. It's but it, it is a it's like, how much do I just accept the person that I'm with mm-hmm, in yeah. all of their complexity, including stuff I don't like, because it comes as a package with the stuff I love. Right. And you can't just edit out. You can't out. pick and choose which right. things you like. Right. So, but it seems like Laura has not come to that conclusion yet. Right? I, and I think she's on the more, it's, a, it's maybe a maturity thing, but maybe also like, you know, what does the other person bring to the table? Does it make you feel safe enough that you can let go of things like the mm-hmm. Hawaiian shirt that are really... Uh, which, by the way, which, by the way, as far as we can tell, is a significant amount like that he brings to the table. Um, his house wow. is ridiculously clean. You know, uh, is that a thing he brings to the table? I, I actually, you know, that you and I have differing views about how to organize things. Um, I'm on the more minimalist yes. end. His house oppresses me. Really, with how minimalist it is. He has almost no things in the fridge, and they're all turned so the labels are out, facing out. Uh-huh. That is a lot of work, to Because if you know if you accidentally put your San Pellegrino back and the label is facing to the left, he's going to go in and straighten it. Mm-hmm. Well, some people like that kind of stuff, you know? But it's not... A, I, think it, I think it literally is a little bit OCD. Mm, well, you, don't, you don't think it's a little bit oppressive? I think it's refreshing to see a guy who is that tidy. It is. Yeah. It is. I would take it over the opposite for sure. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Um, but I would also feel fearful that I could not like misplace a throw pillow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so it's like he's, he seems to have his shit put together. So that's good. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I, I agree that it's about accepting the whole person and about like... Uh, uh, being in a relationship marriage is about accepting the whole person and then the stuff that you don't like, considering the degree to which that gives the other person joy, you know? And uh, if the answer is a lot, then being willing to accept those things, you know? Uh, so shall we talk about, let's talk about the final scene. Before we get there, though, I do just want to mention, hey, if you're listening to this, Decoding Reality is part of the Decoding TV network. And if you want to support the work that uh, we're doing, that I'm doing, it's very easy to do that by becoming a paid member at DecodingTV.com. You get this podcast ad-free. You get uh, episodes of Decoding TV flagship podcast ad-free as well as early access and any bonus episodes that we are able to record. So um, support Decoding TV by going to DecodingTV.com, becoming a paid member. We really appreciate everyone over there who helps to keep this podcast going. Yes, thank you. DecodingTV at gmail.com is where you can let us know your thoughts on the episode. We really appreciate people uh, sharing us sharing with us what they think. All right. Let's talk about the final scene. I did not see this coming at all. Did you? No, I didn't. And I think that's like kind of... Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't. And on the one hand, if you're a producer of the show, you can't be everywhere. You can't like know everything that goes on. And the fact that they were able to capture this is like... This argument is like pretty remarkable. Um, but also we seemingly got like almost no hints about this. Mm, uh, disagree. Okay, fair. Disagree. Okay. First of all, I, 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 let me start by saying Laura was incredibly reasonable in everything she said in the final scene of episode nine, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, 
in my opinion. Like everything she said made complete logical sense, and I support her for it. Which is, um, when Sarah Ann Instagram messaged him. Let's start with that. No, no. Let's go back. Okay. When he's choosing between the two of them, uh-huh. he can't really pick. Do you remember? Uh, oh, okay. So when he breaks it off with Sarah Ann, she's like, well, was there anything like, how can you, can you tell me what yeah. the difference was? Yeah. Which is, it's not like two people turning in an essay and deciding which one's better. It's a very like emotional right. primal thing, you know? So like, it, it's not like if somebody did it a little bit, be- I, I don't know. That's just not, it's not a performance evaluation. Um, but you can tell he is not a hundred percent sure, but he's made a decision and he's going to commit to it and fine. Jeremy has also told us he has never been this serious about a girl before. So I was, I said last week, I'm concerned about his ability to do this, mm-hmm. even though he has many grown up traits, like having this nice house that's very tidy and you know, whatever, all the workout equipment in the garage, um, and having built a business, skipping college. He's very accomplished, but I'm concerned he doesn't know how to do this compromise thing with a real human and that Laura's too spicy for him. So Sarah Ann, in the meantime, had that lovely moment where she comforts Laura. She tells mm-hmm. Laura, it's you, basically. Do you remember mm. this? She goes back to the lounge. And this is one of the many kind of grown mm-hmm. oh, yeah, feeling yeah, yeah, moments. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. you know, Laura is trying really hard not yeah. to gloat. And that, was <laughs> like, nice. that was yeah, nice. That was, that was nice all really dignified. Yeah. But then we fast forward. We don't know who has said what to who. We don't know if Jeremy snuck away from the cameras and told Jimmy, I'm not sure about Laura. And it's gotten back. You know, like you have no idea how. But for some reason, then Sarah Ann feels comfortable to send him this Instagram message. Right. When they come back from. Yeah. Which is basically like a very basic, like reconnecting. Hey, how's it going? Kind of thing. Right. And also, I still think about you. Right. Or. Um. How would you characterize it? Characterize I think it? it's a little, as recounted by Laura, the first few sentences are fine, which yeah. is like, I, I wish you the best, yeah. still, you know, fond, whatever, all good. But then it's like, if you ever revisit your choice. Yes, that's right. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. First. And then he hearts it. And I would like to talk about the plausibility of the hearting. I was literally about to get into that. Yes, point. please do. Because as you know, I'm bad at this. Okay. When someone sends you an Instagram DM, if you double tap the message, it it provides a heart reaction to it. Automatically. Automatically, right? And uh, I don't like that that is the default because when you double tap it, it puts a red heart icon on it to indicate that you've hearted it. And... Uh, I don't like that that's the reaction because, like, you know, I, I get, as I've said, I, I'll just say conservatively, I get, um, I'll say, 50 DMs a day from people <laughs> on, on Instagram, okay? Um, Are you serious? Yes. You get 50 DMs a day? Does yeah. that include people who, like, reacted to your story? Yeah, it's re- people who react to my stories. And often they'll, like, send a message in reaction to one of my stories, right? So that... Like, like what? Like, this is fire, dude. <laughs> Yes, I get the this is fire, dude, <laughs> reaction so frequently. No, like, what uh, do they, when you say they send a message, like, yeah, what? yeah. You know, so, like, I saw Dune 2 last night and right. I posted my review of Dune 2 on my Insta stories and people will react to that. They'll say, oh, I'm excited now or some, you know, something. Okay, right? okay, okay. And this is fire. 
And I used to I used to not react to those DMs because like the 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 easy way to react is to double tap it and then that puts a heart icon next to it. I'm like I don't want to put a red heart icon next to like these DMs I'm getting from everyone. Um why? Well, I think I think a red heart icon in my opinion is like ha- carries strong. carries some cultural weight to it that I don't I don't wish to If it automatically gave a thumbs up, would you I would be fucking thumbing up everything. Please please don't fucking thumb up. <laughs> I'd be thumbing up like, you know, and I so and sometimes what I'll do is I'll like text back an emoji thumbs up if if I'm like I don't want to heart this, I'll like then I will DM them back. And thumb up. Yes, go okay, ahead. As we all know already, I don't know how to operate Instagram. Yeah. Um, can't you make it into a thumb if you like hold onto it for a while? Yeah, like the way that you can with here. Use my phone. Yeah, let me uh, let, 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 let me let me confirm how exactly that works. So uh, I'll go to a DM right now, and then I will long press it. Yeah, so if you if you long press it, yeah, then it gives you it gives you more options. Wait, right. I think with that plus sign, you might have all the options. Like you could yes. probably do like the Japanese yen or like yes. the cowboy hat or whatever. Yes. But that takes a long time. <laughs> it takes a long time when you have 50 DMs a day that you got to respond to. Yeah. So, so do we believe Jeremy is more like you or more like me? Because I would absolutely accidentally heart it. Well, th- 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 this is my point is that um, I have basically given up the... Ba- like I've, uh, I'm not going to long press... Uh, every single DM that comes in just to designate that it's a thumbs up instead of a heart. So often I'll just heart everything. Like anytime someone sends me a message, unless it's like hate speech, I'm just going to heart it. Uh, what about if your ex-girlfriend said, hey, I know you're married right now, but if you're ever open to reconsidering your choice, would you long press for that? Well, this is the point I'm making is if I was in that specific situation, there's no way in fucking hell I would double tap for the heart in that situation. Here's uh, what I would do. Nothing. Yes. Also a great choice. Also a great choice. Um, but he chooses... So, so anyway, my, my, my point being, um, I'm firing off hearts left and right. And, and, and the way that I am counting on to, this to not blow back on me is the sheer volume of double tap hearts I'm sending out. I'm well, sending them out to guys. I'm sending out the, to well, women. I'm sending them out to companies. Like, wait, wait, you mean if you're ever like canceled or something and you can be like, look, I, I, I double tap hearted <laughs> 16 times that hour. Yeah, right. It couldn't have meant anything. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely great. You are paranoid. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> well, it's specifically, so, okay. So I'm saying, but, but if I ever was in the situation where this woman uh, who yeah, comes in in the same way that you described, no way in fucking hell I'm double tapping that as a Yeah, heart. it's nuclear. It, that is way too strong. Like, like I, I'm already uncomfortable. But the, like I said, I'm relying on my volume to like yeah. make it so that it's like um, so like innocuous. Double <laughs> so, tap heart. Yeah. Double tap auto heart yeah. is like the new five star review, right? Like everybody gets default five stars at least. I get yeah, sure. uh, unless something terrible goes wrong, right? Because you. It, it's it's my, my, you're referring to my letterbox review system and for me two and no, a half no, no. i'm uh, referring to yelp and all these other okay yeah uber you know whatever it's just inflation yes yes inflation. i have double tap heart inflation for me but every now and then 
actual emotional content Correct. comes through. Correct. Where it's like, I haven't seen you since high school. You look good. And you, you really got to pause yes. and take yourself out of the flow. A hundred percent. And I just want Even you to know, I, I am a hundred percent equipped for that moment when that comes. Um, <laughs> and Jeremy, Jeremy was not. No, he, he was. Uh, that's yeah. the thing. Th- that's, that's fair. He yes. is clearly playing it both ways. He's either a bigger idiot than me about Instagram, impossible, mm-hmm. or he uh, was just like, you know, I, I do want to acknowledge it. The point, uh, yeah, I would agree. And I think uh, Laura was right to be upset that he double tap hard of it. Um, that- so then she says in a brilliant case, I mean, Laura would make a great lawyer mm-hmm. at trial. Yeah. You could have shut this shit down yes. at any time. Yes. Exhibit A, Exhibit B, yes. Exhibit C, Exhibit D. And so she true. just reads him and it is so accurate. Everything's accurate. Everything's accurate. So she, I, I wasn't exactly thinking it in the way she was, but after she lays it out, I'm like, okay, case closed. Like this is, this is done. The jury finds in favor of Laura. Um, specifically, <laughs> he does two super dumb things. <laughs> Uh-huh. She says, where were you? Or, or something. She yeah. asks him some question, yeah. and he says, I don't want to go into that right now. <laughs> and I'm like, Jeremy, do you think there's a second chance at this conversation? Mm-hmm. It's clearly because you're being filmed, right? Like, you don't want to be caught lying. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he says, which I think is, so it, that was already a terrible sign. <laughs> there's something so bad I can't tell you on camera. Uh-huh, yeah. And then he says, to build trust, I turned I sh- on. I shared my location. My location. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, how does that build? Like, how would that even work? <laughs> Logistically, walk me through the steps of how that would work. At 2 a.m., I'm like, oh, he's still there. That builds trust that he's not fucking her in the bathroom. You know, like, it doesn't help at all. But he volunteers that as yeah. a, like, I'm st- I am being faithful to yeah, you. Yes. And then she says, well, I did check your location. Mm-hmm. She doesn't say it that way, but the incredible. Yes. yes. She saves, she, she saves the reveal for maximum she dramatic was, impact. In fact, you know, it was like watching, uh, <laughs> one of those courtroom dramas, right? <laughs> like Perry Mason. Better, better call Saul or something, you know, your honor. My defendant has been sitting here at all. This he was north time? of Uptown. Yeah. Or wherever. <laughs> that happens to be where Sarah Ann lives, and I know it. And so <laughs> we don't get a response to that. You know, maybe there was a hospital north of Uptown where he had to take his boys after a drinking accident. But I think in, in all likelihood, um, he, he does say directly he was up with Sarah Ann until five in the morning. He does have a medium, implausible, innocent way he ended up connecting with Sarah Ann at all in the first place. Like she hugged him and she walked away. But then I heard, oh, she's like upset with you. Mm-hmm. So then I went to go clear mm-hmm. the air. You know, yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah, Jeremy, great. All, all good. Um, and I think if there is any justice that Laura has dumped Jeremy because he is he is not he has not really chosen. He is still curious. I don't understand the logic. I don't understand the logic, I have to say. Of whom? Of Jeremy. Um, You've entered this extraordinary situation uh, where you are being filmed many hours a day. 
and also, you know that if you do something that causes you to be considered a scoundrel, it will probably make international news. Uh, maybe just keep it in your pants for like three more weeks until you say no at the altar and then move on with your life. You know, like, I don't get why he okay, would behave this is where this, it's really showing this that you r- did not party until 5 a.m. in yes, your 20s. absolutely. Bad decisions. <laughs> Escalate. You have the first bad decision and it like lowers your inhibitions. And then at some point you're like, well, I guess I'm in for a night of bad decisions. This is incredibly fun. <laughs> so I think that it's some mix of poor judgment, not really wanting it with Laura because mm-hmm. she might actually be difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, Sarah Ann's a patriot. Maybe he's just really attracted to her patriotic mm-hmm. vibes in real life. So true. Um, and uh, I also, I, I get the sense he had regrets. We see a preview mm-hmm. of this pool party or whatever it is yeah. where he, she says to a different woman he told me that he was breaking it off so i was like okay Mm -hmm. so she thought it was ending anyway we just didn't see that i guess in the edit that part where he thought it was ending um and i think um jeremy had this very like analytical way of approaching the whole do you remember his proposal speech uh, remind me. There are seven to eight billion people in the world. So, what do you think is the likelihood that under these circumstances, you and I would have met each other at this time? You know, and mm-hmm. I, I'm like, um, I think it was supposed to sound romantic, but it sounded to me like extremely over intellectualized, and that he's actually kind of at a remove from the whole thing. And mm-hmm. so, um, what do you think are the odds that he would meet two people that he was equally into? <laughs> there is that, like you know uh onion story about like person finds soulmate coincidentally 15 miles away from them exactly their their home you know their hometown you know or whatever um but i i don't know if i were laura i wouldn't show up at this pool party thing you know yeah and i think she's shown at it i'm not sure or if Mm. i were jeremy i also wouldn't like if they've if they've split i don't know why they would continue to go to cast events but Mm -hmm. Maybe that's also contractually obligated. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I think this is for the best. That's my take. Yes. Any man who, it, it doesn't even matter, honestly, if he cheats. The fact that he kept you out, like he was out all night, didn't tell you where he was when you're living together. Like, I, I think that's profoundly uncool. I, I kind of am curious, like, what the sequence of events was. Like, did he go to Sarah Ann's house and then be like, oh, I, maybe if I share my location, there's no way she's going to be awake. And she won't know. And she won't. And so she doesn't she'll, know where Sarah Ann So is. she'll see that I shared my location. Therefore, I'm earning trust there. And then snogging Sarah Ann. My, <laughs> Having a snog, as they say. My, no one says that. Um, my <laughs> hypothesis is that Jeremy is a piece of shit. <laughs> Jeremy, no, 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 no. I, I, that's, that's Jeremy not is indi- the one, remember, who goes on st- Instagram and finds Jessica. He probably looked up all the women on Instagram and then creates the problem with Jimmy. Mm-hmm. That's not um, in doubt. I, I think okay. he clearly is a piece of shit. I just want to know what the logic was. Like, I just want to know what he was trying to accomplish. Was, it is like really bad covering your tracks. Was he like, hey, I'm going to go to... But, but he's like, oh shit, it's 5 a.m. Um... 
better do something to indicate that I'm not completely trust untrustworthy. So I'll share my location, even though it is directly incriminating me if I do so. I think he should have dropped off his phone at a hospital, <laughs> uh-huh. kept driving, gone to Sarah Ann's house all night, and then come home with like a laceration and a, a, a gauze bandage. What do you think of that? I think that's extremely a, an excellent plan, and that's this is the part where I like lose a lot of my respect for this guy. Is he didn't what even respect. Have- <laughs> Is he didn't even have the decency to figure out a good plan. You know, yeah, like, he yeah. didn't even have the decency to to come up with a plausible story. I will uh, say, out of all the nights of bad decisions built on a foundation of other bad decisions, I have rarely seen such a sloppy, sloppy set of bad decisions. <laughs> and this is your behavior when you're being filmed. Right. He's being filmed. When, when you know, like, at least some of this is going to come out. So th- I, I agree. Maybe my new hypothesis is he's not bright. Uh, maybe. On top of it. Do we, do we know what his job was? Like He's the one that skipped college and, like, was a entrepreneur. Right. You know? yeah, yeah. But anyway. Uh, yeah. Didn't, doesn't look good for them. And uh, Laura was great. She defended her dignity in, in a in a very reasonable way I, I i thought unlike chelsea everything laura said was reasonable like yeah laura behaved very she was reasonably. a little harsh but she was very very justifiably angry so yes. like it, it didn't it wasn't unfair at all so yes. hopefully i think we might have one to two couples that have already bit the dust um i guess i'm rooting for johnny and amy i guess i'm rooting for ad and clay a, go- a really good high growth version of clay um and uh i think jimmy and chelsea should probably part ways shake on it and i don't think they're going to though they seem happy by the end of the last episode so who, who knows it's really hard to say when they say these things bring them closer together i'm like how many cycles of this do you want to do because it's going to bring you closer together many times over again um here's the one it's painful to watch i agree it's painful to watch i agree because um, it's not people resolving their differences in any logical way. Like, seeing couples resolve their differences and problem solve is not painful. But just one person has needs that are clearly not being met by the other. Is, I, I think it's actually... Well, I, I would say that. I agree. And I I might say it a little differently, which yeah. is like... They don't have the tool set to solve their problems, I would say. I have an empty cup because somebody else hurt me. And I want you to fill the cup. As opposed for me to realize, oh, I I could do something with this. I could try to heal this hurt on my own. Like, it's it's a cup you can't fill, you know? That's the part that's... Like, yeah, watching people ask for a proxy for the thing they want or the thing they think will yeah. make them feel better but then it doesn't work because of course it doesn't work yeah um the, the one thing i'm shocked that we have not seen and i'm concerned we will never see is there's part of the edit where matthew gets up remember matthew yeah uh the psycho and he's who, like i'm gonna go find amber i gotta go find amber footage not found, footage not found. <laughs> so maybe we will see in the final episodes like matthew chasing down amber it's feeling like long ago and kind of stale already you know like yeah. or maybe at the reunion um one somebody or should go to matthew's them. house and just check the shed in his backyard that's all i'm saying okay I'm not saying anything else beyond what i just said I uh, I think Amber is smart enough to probably evade him in real life and to be gen because she she behaved in a very dignified way from the tiny amount of edit Agreed. that we saw. Agreed. And I assume he went to try to find her and it, they just didn't. She didn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> and uh. slash but 
why include it in the edit that he gets out, gets up and leaves, you know, if you're never going to And says, I got to find Amber, you know? Yeah. We so. haven't even seen it in the trailers. Like, that's that's yeah. what I'm saying. He, yeah. It's not in the trailers. Yeah. So I would have really thought they would have at least shown us a little bit. Yeah. Do you remember, I think his name was Andrew from Dallas. Mm-hmm. He was Asian American. Yeah. And, you know, like we'd see the previews yes, of him. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not Dallas, Houston. It's I okay. Remember. I don't mind if we never see Matthew again. So, I don't mind either. I just think it's an odd, dangling participle kind of feeling. All right, folks. Uh, decodingreality.tv, where you can find more episodes of this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, become a paid member at decodingtv.com. Support the work that we do. Joy, thanks for the chat. We'll see you next, next week. week. <laughs> Question mark for more episodes of Love is Blind. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.